0: Well, good morning. Everybody doing all right? Everybody ready for those triple-digit heat today? Anybody planning a pool party for this afternoon? It's so hot, I was going to preach about hell. It just seemed like the right thing to do today, uh, but I to changed my mind. Uh, how about I'll just build right here. If you're here today, do everything you can to avoid hell. Is that okay? So I'll just, just ask my message for you today. Um, hey, as they told you, my name is Bill Simmons. This is my first opportunity to be able to speak here at Freedom, and I consider this an honor and a privilege uh, to do so. Um, as uh, Nani mentioned, I've kind of been behind the scenes a lot, actually for almost a year and a half now. We started in December of 2013, kind of working behind the scenes. We did some uh, things with uh, church health. Some of you, how many were at the, uh, we did Double Springs Church, is that where we were? We went to Double Springs Church, and we had a party one night, right? It was like the most party that church had seen in a long time. It was so bad, they only let us come one night, and then we were done. And uh, We had some real good things, and since then, I have the opportunity to kind of really hang out with the leaders, and I've been behind the scene literally every month and in the office about three days a month. If you don't know it, um, maybe you don't even care, but I just want to tell you, uh, you guys have a great staff, all right? Now, don't patty cake. Do it right. You have a great staff. Uh, you know, uh, while being able to serve you under the leadership of Cliff, and I know you guys are going through some transition. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, and that's okay. Uh, but um, one of the reasons you guys are such a great and healthy church right now during this transition was under the leadership of Cliff, and you know he's just an encouraging guy. You know, and I have enjoyed spending time with him. He even texted me at 7:30 this morning, and I said, "Man, I'm, I'm not even up yet. I'm, you know, I was, I'm really happy that church didn't start till 10:30. You know, and uh, getting to be able to be a part of that." But to spend that time, but also, you know, for those who are still here and still working on a day-to-day basis, uh, you know, Donnie, there in the office every week, Ben, Ashley, and Robin—listen, uh, they're just good people. Um, and I have been around churches a lot. I've been in ministry for over twenty-seven years. I'm in, I'm in, in and out of church staffs right now uh, on a on a monthly basis. I coach about forty staff members out of churches, and. Uh, can I just be real? Don't tell the other churches I work with. Not all the other churches has as good a staff as you guys have, okay? And you may not realize that, so I just want to make sure you know it. And, uh, and so it, it is a big deal to, to be able to, to be here. Uh, to be able to work alongside your elders during this transition, we've kind of shifted a couple things that I do. I spend a lot of time behind the scenes kind of helping focus on uh, you know, uh, staff management, and development of the staff, and, and organization of some of the things you guys do around here as a church. One of the things we've worked on in the last year was really kind of volunteering in the church. About a year ago, uh, roughly about 50% of, of the body of this church served at least once a month. And if you haven't heard the numbers recently, because of some of the initiatives we've put in place over the last year, currently, right now, at least 90% of the adults who call Freedom their church are serving somewhere in this body at least once a month. That's... You guys are rock stars, All right. Uh, And so that's that's exciting. Now, that also shows that we have some more challenges because that means the majority of us attending are serving and are calling this church, so we need to get some new people in here and water that number down a little bit. Is that okay? Ouch! But it'll be okay, and and so it's great, but uh, that's some of the stuff we've been doing. But now, as a result of the pastor transition you're in, the staff and the elders have asked me to kind of come alongside and help facilitate the search process. Um, You may not know it, but we've already had, I think, at least three meetings, if not four meetings already, kind of behind the scenes, working and preparing. We're moving ahead. We've put a little web page together. It doesn't have a lot of stuff on there yet, but more will be to come. We've put a little frequently asked questions on there. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out, and we would encourage you to, to get on that site. Uh, videos will be coming starting this month on there as we're just keeping everybody updated on what we want you to know. Here's what I've learned about people. Anybody here qualifies as people? Anybody? All right. Uh, here's what I find out about people. Most people are down on what they're not up on. So one of the ways for us to stay positive as a church body is to stay informed. And so one of the reasons we're putting that page together, one of the reasons I'm here this morning to kind of share some of those things is to give you, uh, get you up on what's going on so that you feel positive about it. And right now we have been spending some time uh, as, as a group of elders uh, kind of facilitating that discussion of where are we as a church, where do we think we're going, and what kind of leader needs to lead us to do that. And so will you pray for your elders as they're having those conversations? And will you pray for me as I facilitate that conversation? And uh, we're going to start giving you more updates in the coming weeks as some of that is untapped. Here's what I know. God's got this, all right? And part of my message this morning is going to be to hopefully encourage you about that. Now, there's going to be a gap. Everybody say gap. There's going to be a gap between where we are now and where we're going to be. And so we're going to have to fill that gap with trust, and we're, we don't, don't fill it with suspicion, fill it with trust, fill it with trust in God that he's got it, to trust in your leadership and your staff and your elders, that they're paying attention to what God wants them to do. And and when we fill that gap with trust, things are going to be okay. So what what do we need to do? And so... There's a lot of responsibility for your staff and elders, but what, if you're sitting here today, and for some of those people who are missing here in action today, what are things that we need to be doing during this kind of gap time? Well, one, keep attending. Now, you're here today, so, so I'm preaching to the choir that you're here, but keep coming every Sunday. This is no time to, uh, to just kind of uh, keep sleeping in or finding something else to do. Matter of fact, since you're here today, here's what I want you to do. Help us look around and figure out who's missing today stalk them on Facebook and let them know you missed them. Is that okay? Matter of fact, if you want to, get your phone out now because some of you are starting to twitch. You haven't looked at your phone in a while. And... Uh And so just encourage you to reach out to people and say, hey, we have missed you. Make sure that you're – he resembles that remark. She was like, yes. And uh, so make sure you're you're helping people attend. Make sure – continue giving. You uh, received your offerings today, but this is no time to see a drop in our giving. Make sure that we keep giving and keep contributing everything that we're doing and keep serving. We already know that, as I said, a lot of people are serving in this church. But I think if we keep attending, keep giving – and keep serving, this church is going to be fine once we know who the next pastor is going to be. Would you agree? And so let's all do those things together. And so, again, get out there and help people know what God's called them to do and how they can be a part of this church. Well, let's talk about how we believe God's got this. And if you will, I want us to go to Genesis chapter 1. And I, I want to look at the first three verses ch- Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. I'm going to start preaching there. They tell me I have about 25 to 30 minutes, so I'm going to start in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. I'm going to go all the way to Revelation chapter 21, okay? You guys down for that? I'm kind of like a, people say that I am a fire hose through a straw kind of guy, that I, I, I have a little bit of passion, and so we're going to do that really fast. No, I'm not kidding. We're going to stick with Genesis chapter 1, verses 3. Anybody familiar with this? It's the creation S- uh, saga here that we're, we know that that God and, and, and through the power of the Holy Spirit and is right there going to start working on this thing we call creation. And there's a lot to this story, but I want to focus just at the beginning. And so let's look at it and then unpack it a little bit. One of the, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters and then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, I love this passage, because when I start reading this passage, I read the first, three, uh, the first few words, and then those first four words, it says, in the beginning, God. I love it that it doesn't try to qualify God. I love it that it doesn't try to prove that God exists. It just says in the beginning, God, because God is always, has been, He is, and He always will be. Do you, do you trust in a God that doesn't have to be explained where He came from, right? And so when you know you're serving a God that doesn't have to be explained on where he came from, you can serve in the confidence that this is a God who has created everything that we get to experience in this life, and we can trust this kind of God. I love that in this spirit, in the story, that it not only helps us to understand that God was right there at the beginning of creation, but it also gives us a glimpse that the Holy Spirit was there. Now when you look at these first three uh, verses, It's kind of an odd setting. It's kind of letting us know we spend so much attention focusing on how God created and what he created. We don't pay a whole lot of attention to what kind of condition it was all in before he started creating. It says here that the earth was without form and void and darkness fell upon the face of the deep. And then it says, and the spirit of God was hovering. In other words, the world as it existed at that time was, was, was very disrupted, very, very disorganized. It was chaotic. I don't know if it was Jurassic World, but it was pretty messed up. And in this world, it was all kind of messed up. It says the Holy Spirit was hovering. Now, have you ever been in a situation where you didn't like the conditions you were in? Anybody? You've just been in a situation where you didn't like the conditions you were in? Now, most of us would not have liked the condition of the earth and the way that it was at the very beginning there, chaotic and all messed up. But, it's, but have you ever been in a situation where the conditions you were in, you started questioning and you started wondering, God, where are you? Has anybody ever prayed that prayer? And that's the question, God, where are you? And, 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 and have you ever been through enough crisis in your life that you've wondered whether or not God is absent from the situation? Have you ever been there? And I love what it says here. It says that he was hovering. And so I, when I get that picture, I'm thinking, okay, things are kind of messed up. But God was there. When I've pressed him, I've wondered where God was. Now, I love what it says. It says that he's hovering. It just says, Now, have you ever best been some, with, with people and you're like, hey, man, we're, there's a difference between somebody being kind of in your proximity and somebody hovering. You all with me? Like, we're, we're, all, in a, we're all in this same room together, so we're, we're, we're in proximity with each other. Now, I'm going to step out of the light and get into the dark here a little bit. That'll make a preacher want to preach. Right there, but yeah, you know, here, here Donnie over here. Like Donnie and I, we're just kind of hanging out in conversation, and we're kind of in each other's presence. But you know, there's a difference between he being in presence and me hovering, <laughs> hovering. Anybody been around people who are socially awkward? Right. If you don't know what socially awkward is, that means you're probably the person who's socially awkward. I'm just saying. Anybody have anybody have a brother or sister traveling car? Anybody got kids? Hovering, hovering. How you doing? I'm. Are you, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm. You know, just like. <laughs> Have you? Is anybody here got the personality like, listen, you're in my space, right? But well, here's what I want you to know, that the Holy Spirit wasn't just in proximity of a bad situation. The Holy Spirit was just not in proximity of things that were going wrong and chaotic in the world. The Holy Spirit was hovering. There's something a little bit different from proximity to hovering, because hovering is, man, I'm in your space. I'm in it with you. And I've come by to tell you today that whether it's a church going through a transition in a world that's messed up, has anybody watched the news? In a, whether it's a church that's going through transition, a world that mess up, or maybe there for some of us in lives that are in chaos, when we wonder where God is, you can guarantee and take it to the bank. Because starting at the very beginning of the book that we stake our lives on, we discover that in chaotic times, the Holy Spirit is not just in proximity. The Holy Spirit is in your space. Now, that should give us confidence to know that things are going to be okay. When I look at this, we look at this, and when you uh, try to understand that, the Holy Spirit is hovering in this passage like a, like a bird hovering over a nest, just waiting. And the Holy Spirit is just waiting in this moment. The Spirit of God was trying to bring something new. We know the story, so we know what's going to happen next, right? We know that all of creation is going to take place. The world was in a condition full of chaos, but we know because of God's Word and the Holy Spirit, things were not going to stay the same. Is anybody here following Jesus? Because to start following Jesus, you realized your life would not stay the same anymore. Did anybody's life here change when you came to Jesus? Now, my life changed when I came to Jesus, so for most of us, we've got to, that's part of the message of the gospel is that our lives will change. And we know that the Holy Spirit is going to engage after hovering over this, this mess of an earth, and things are going to change. As Holy Spirit is hovering, new things are going to take place. So I've come by to tell you, new things are going to take place. Don't be discouraged by what's taking place in the media and around our world. Don't get into a culture war with the world. We understand that where Jesus is lifted up and the Holy Spirit is dispatched, things will change. Don't get discouraged because a pastor resigns after being here for a long time and us being uncertain of what the future is going to be. Here's what I know. In the beginning, God. And after that, everything's good. And when we know that God is going to bring good and things will change, yes, things are going to be changing, but we know that whenever God initiates change, good things happen. Would you agree with that? And so we want to be encouraged about the good things that are going to happen that are coming our way. When we look at what's coming our way, we can, we can be, not only see new things that are going to happen in our church, but we want new things to happen in our lives and the world around us. When you look at the Hebrew word for the Spirit in these first few verses of Genesis, the, the word ruah. Helps us to understand what the Spirit is all about. It's very similar to the word that's used throughout the Old Testament for breath. The fact, it generally speaks that the word breath in the Old Testament is translated into the Spirit or this Ruah word. So, what we need to understand is that for the same Holy Spirit that hovered over the earth, was the same breath that God used to breathe life into man. And if that same God is breathing life into the world and breathing life into us, don't you think he can lead us through a pastor transition? Don't you think he could lead us through the chaos that might be going on in our family? Don't you think that can help a kid or an addict that's going sideways in their world? Don't you think that could help a world that's, Let's see what kind of. Are there anything going on in our world? I don't know. Something like maybe gender confusion, mass murder. Hello, political nonsense. Now we can all get. We can all just complain and gripe like the rest of the world, or we can lift up our eyes and recognize that the breath of God is still breathing, and change is coming. And when God initiates change, it's always good. I didn't say easy. (laughs) Change is not always easy. But if God initiates the change, it's good. Now, I know you're mature as a a church. I've heard Cliff brag on you. I hear Donnie brag on you. I hear the elders brag on you guys all the time. Does it feel good that people are talking about you and bragging? Because there's alternatives. We could talk about you in other ways, right? But most of you are pretty good people. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you. <laughs> but I, but when, but when but people are bragging, and I know we have this confidence that God is doing big things, but sometimes this transition isn't going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but that's when we have to have the confidence to know that despite it being hard, despite it not being easy, it's always going to be good. Can anybody look back on your life and situations you've been through? Jobs that changed, relationships that didn't work out, situations of crisis in your life. And despite how difficult they were, you would never, ever want to go back through them again. But when you see where you are now, you see God could turn what was evil, what was bad, what was difficult into good. And so when I look at this church and I hear about all the things we're bragging, and we can say God can turn bad things into good. How can it What happens when he takes good things and turns them into better? Because when I hear everybody brag about this church, I'm thinking, this is a good church. And most of us, when we we, we would, man, man, Cliff's leaving. How, how many wanted to, like, celebrate with him because he was so excited about what he was doing, but also punch him in the nose at the same time? Anybody? Anybody? Sherry. <laughs> yeah. I saw some of those bruises in the early days. But, you know, you're like, I mean, you, and when you hear... What God has called him to do now, it's like you know God's in it, right? You know God's in it, but it's not easy because there's the grief of the transition, the difficulty of the things that are we're going to have to start to see change, the uncertainty of the future. And if God can take bad and turn it into good, he can take good and turn it into better. And so when anybody comes to you and says, man, I don't know about the future of our church, man. We, I don't know if we could do this without Cliff. Here's what I know. Cliff resigned one Sunday, and the world still spun the next day. Am I right? It's okay. But if we can see God working in that, then why would we think God's going to forsake us for the rest of it? He's going to take what's good and make it better. Look at the person next to you and say, it's getting better. It's getting better. It's Sorry, you're allowed to talk in church. It's Okay. Anybody figure, I'm not from the South, anybody figure that out yet? See, the reason I love being the preacher is I love talking in church, and I learned a long time ago that if you were preaching, you could still talk in church, and so it was really good. All right, So we see the Holy Spirit as work here, and we see that things are going to change. The Holy Spirit's going to come, and the whole world is going to be involved, and what was dark is going to turn into light, and what was disrupted is going to turn into separated earth and water and sky and sea and things are going to change and things are going to be initiated and the world as we know it begins to come into form. I love it that, the, that God is always in the changing business. Now, here's what I've learned. Most of us love change until it's required for us to change. Anybody resemble that remark? But here's what I know. If, if, if God is in it, it can't stay the same. Things are always going to change, and they're going to change for the positive. That's the whole, to me, the bait of the gospel. Yes, you know, you know it's kind of, I was teasing earlier, man, it's hot, I'm going to preach, I should preach about hell because we want to avoid hell. How many, how many figured out that that calling Jesus your Savior is a whole lot more than fire insurance? Just a way to avoid hell. It's a whole lot more than that. Really, the bait of the gospel isn't necessarily even heaven. The the bait of the gospel isn't that I get to avoid hell. You know what the bait of the gospel is? Come to Jesus and he will do what? He will change your life. I don't know about you, but that was the most appealing thing to me because when I finally gave my life to Jesus, I didn't want it to be the way it was anymore. And I wanted him to change and so that change is what we're going to experience in our lives, and it's something we're always going to experience in the church. There are over 300,000 Protestant churches meeting in the United States of America this morning. That's a lot of churches. I, and, and you know what? The reason a lot of those churches aren't very healthy is they have stopped changing. And so what I want to encourage you as a church is that one of the lessons I think God might be trying to teach you today It's not only that, hey, yes, things change. Pastor has resigned and a new pastor will lead. You know Things are always changing in the way we do church. And what God wants to say is always embrace change that he initiates because things can't stay the same and we as a church be as effective as he's called us to be. And so we see in this passage that when the Holy Spirit comes, things will change. Now let's just look at this for a few minutes before I wrap up here today. There's a couple of things I want to make it personal. And I think we can look at this scripture. Again, when I look at this, it's the Holy Spirit hovering over this earth. But what was this earth like? I mentioned earlier that the condition of the earth, that it was without form, it had no order to it. Anybody here, does anybody here get stressed when things are chaotic and out of order? Anybody? Okay, I live with a woman like that and it's, Let me tell you, it's stressed for her, it stresses me out when she's stressed out. Any husbands in the room, say amen. All right, be careful, just say amen. You know, there are certain people, they like order, and when disorder comes in, it will stress us out. And this world had no order to it. One version says it was void, or in other words, it was empty, and it was dark, and therefore it was difficult to see. No order, empty, and difficult to see. And when we look at that, many times that's the world we live in. The world is culturally, it seems like it has no sense. Some of us, it's hard to stay positive because we're wondering like the whole political mess in our world that it it just has no order. It makes no sense. It's just sound bites of the day. Am I right? And you kind of wonder, Lord, is there any hope for America? Right? And we kind of get on that bandwagon for a while. Or we look at a church and we think, "Oh no, how are we going to make it without a pastor?" And man, well, the church is all going to fall apart. I want to lay hands on you if you say that, and forget to open my hand. Okay, thank you. Be positive. There's no time for that. But not only is it and it's empty. Sometimes there's been times in our life that we can be around people. You tell me, is it possible to come to church every week, be surrounded by people, hear preaching, sing songs, but still feel empty? Sometimes we experience relational emptiness and spiritual emptiness in our lives. And we're just like the condition of the earth with that Holy Spirit hovering over us, but yet we still feel empty. The world was dark. and It was empty. And it was out of order. In the darkness, it's difficult to see. You might have the sun is shining brightly. The lights are on in your house or maybe on your job. The yeah, thing is just it's just hard to make sense of things. It's difficult to see. Have you ever been in a situation where you maybe you did yeah, God is here, but I just can't make sense of this. It's hard for me to see what God is doing. Have you ever been in one of those situations? I've been in one of those situations. About nine years ago, my son's here today, but about nine years ago, my son almost lost his life through a series. Like, that's a whole other long story, but through a series of illnesses that all converged on him at once, the doctor pulled us aside and said, Your son will not live beyond three days. Well, he's here today. He's with his beautiful wife and his son, so the doctors were wrong. And it's easy for us to clap today, but I'm here to tell you that the day the doctor came in and told me he's not going to live past Sunday, I, I wasn't clapping. And I had vision in my own heart as a father for what I saw my son's adult life would become. And, all, and it's not looking like that. And I, I was in a dark place. Anybody, the, light, the lights were on, the sun was shining, but I was in a dark place. And everybody's been there. Anybody familiar with depression? Anybody? The rest of you are lying. Raise your hand because we've all been there, right? Sometimes it's short-term depression. Sometimes it's long-term. I've just, I've just learned we're all messed up. Matter of fact, I, listen, since I've moved to the South, I've just figured everybody's bipolar. Just saying the different some of us are poles are further apart than others. I told a friend of mine not too long ago don 't be mad at me i love i, I 'm staying here for a long time I love greenville I'm a live, i 'm a living I even put a country song on my playlist the other day first time ever first time <laughs> i 'm adapting i 'm adapting everybody wants to know what the song is now don 't you see me later i 'll talk to you but you know, I, 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 I was, you know, we're all messed up emotionally. But, you know, I, I, I said to a friend of mine not too long ago, I said, listen, I'm just going to be real honest. I've messed a lot of messed up people. I've, I've dealt with emotionally broken people my entire ministry. But I have met a lot of bipolar people down here. Is it in the water? And my friend said, no, it's in the sweet tea. <laughs> it is. got to be careful. You've got to be careful. But you can be in the world and it would be difficult to see. Am I right? Just wonder where God is. Where is God? And here I know is that despite all of those difficulties, despite no matter what the situation is that's out of order in your life, no matter how empty things might feel in the situation that you're in, and no matter how difficult it is to see in the darkness of life, whether it is in our personal lives, the culture that we live in, or in a church that's going through a transition, we can always know that the Holy Spirit is right there. He's not absent from the situation. So what happens in this verse that changes everything? Because I really don't know how long the Holy Spirit was hovering over this chaotic, empty mess. But here's what I do now. That in the last part of verse 3, or in the beginning of verse 3, it simply says this. It described the conditions, describes the situation, but then at the beginning of verse 3 it says, Then God said. God's word is a game changer. God's word is a game changer in this passage, and what happens is when God spoke, the Holy Spirit was released into this planet, and that which was out of order all of a sudden became systems, and and, and things started to take shape and form. All of a sudden, those things that were empty started to be filled, and all of a sudden, the very first thing, that which was dark, became light. Where is it in your life? Where things have felt exactly like the world did in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. But all of a sudden, God's word came into your life, and everything changed because the Holy Spirit started transitioning and taking you down a different path. I don't know what that word came through. Maybe it was a literal verse that you read. Maybe it was somebody preaching, and you heard that message, and as a result, that word uh, penetrated your heart. But more often, I find it happens through friends and family and relationships and conversations that we have, and somebody speaks on God's behalf, and everything changes in our lives i want all of us to know in this room that we just don't need pastors we need everybody in the body of christ being god's mouthpiece in the messed up lives of people around us we've got to be god's mouthpiece where we're helping people whose lives are out of order and chaotic People whose lives feel empty and they sense that they're in the darkness. That we represent God's voice in their lives. And just like in Genesis chapter 1, when a new creation took place on this planet, we can see other people's lives experience. I believe it says it in the New Testament, right? We become a new creation. Most of us are here today serving Christ because somebody poured into our lives and we got set on a new pattern for life. Am I right? And so when we start looking at that, things change in a very, very powerful way. The Holy Spirit was there, but it wasn't enough until God's word was present. And when we spoke God's word, what was light became dark and a new creation began. And so I want to encourage you here today. I, I, I know that it was important for me to just encourage you as a, as a church going through a pastoral transition. But how many know that life is bigger than a church going through a pastor transition? <laughs> Am I right? And so I want to encourage you today and say, you know what? A new creation is coming in this thing we call Freedom Fellowship. A new day's coming, and it's a good day because God's going to take what's good and make it better. And I'm excited about that for this church. But you know what? That's not the only message we need to hear today. Somebody's in this room today, and you've just gotten placed, and, and you've found a way to hide among people. And maybe very few people know how empty you feel in your life. Maybe very few people know how chaotic and out of order your life is. Maybe very few people may know how dark you feel despite the sun shining brightly and lights in a building. I don't know if it's an addiction in your life. I don't know if it's a relationship that's gone sideways. I, I don't know if it's disappointments on a job and difficulties with finances. I don't know what it is. How many know we've all been there at one or another so I need to come today and not only encourage you that God's going to take a good church and make it better I need to encourage somebody here today that if you feel like this planet did in Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 it's okay the Holy Spirit's right here and God's got a plan that's the word for you and you can experience a transition a change and a new creation in your life is that a good okay word for somebody today So maybe it's a church, maybe it's your personal life, and maybe it's our culture. I'm not trying to meddle, and I don't want to get political. I don't have time for that. I don't care what CNN says, and I don't care about Fox. Somebody say amen to that. But here's what I know. Our world is messed up. We are facing political uncertainty. We are facing a culture where gender confusion is just barely skimming the surface. We're living in a world where, where life and mass murder is, is, is not just, the, and it's not just mass murder, it's just the, the care for life. I live off a Subar road less than a quarter of a mile from my house. Apparently the other night, somebody was shot and killed in their car at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hello? We live in a world where life doesn't have the value that God put into it. And this is no time for followers of Christ to want get into a culture war of debate, but neither is it a time for us to run and hide because my, I grew up in children's church. I was taught we weren't supposed to take our light and hide it under a bushel. Anybody remember that? We're supposed to be lights shining on a hill. And so despite the world and its messed up and despite all the things that are going on, God is not absent from this And I do not need to fear the world's effect on my life. I need to stand up and be a light in the darkest parts of this world. See, when I see all this stuff on the news, I don't go to war and say, oh, we've lost our Christian values. I think, man, this is going to be awesome because as dark as it is, my light just got brighter. Hello. That's good preaching right there. I might even get saved today. You know what it's all about? It's just all about hope, isn't it? When things are uncertain, you just need hope. And so the band's going to come back, and as they come back, we're going to talk a little bit about that hope. We're going we're to worship, and we're going to remind ourselves as we leave here today, God's got this. Is that right? That God's got this. That we can trust our staff and leaders and that as a, as a church that's going through transition, God's got it. The Holy Spirit is not absent from Freedom Fellowship. Matter of fact, it's kind of weird. Even though our pastor is on, we kind of sense God's at work in a, in, in a more real, real, relevant way. Because we see what God's doing. I, I can't even give it some of it. I, I've, I've heard about some meetings even this week that we know that's God. God's at work. God's at work. And so we know that, so we can have confidence as a church. We don't have all the answers, but we can have confidence that during this transition, it's going to be all good. And if in your life here today, you're uncertain, you've got some of those struggles, then listen, this needs to be a safe place for you. This needs to be a place where in your own prayer and through this song in a few minutes, you need to declare there's hope. There's hope in whatever addiction you're facing. There's hope in whatever relationship that's gone sideways. There's hope in whatever situation you're facing on your job or in your school life, whatever it's on, And in this world, it's just going to be okay. Let's stop being Christians who say dumb things on Facebook. Somebody. Now you can find me on Facebook. I'll be glad to be your friend. Bill Simmons Live. You just find me on Facebook. And if you say dumb things, I found magic on Facebook. There's a hide feature. So it's all good. We can remain friends. I just don't have to listen to what you say. It's awesome. It's a gift from God. Right? Or Mark Zuckerberg. What are the other. But here's what I want to do. I want to pray before these guys leave us. Is that all good? Somebody ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I'd like to find out who you are here this morning so that I can pray for you. I've certainly made the leap that there's three things that we're very concerned about for me for this message, the transition of the church, your life, and the world we live in, but really, I want to find out who here in this this room would say, Bill, you know what? Because I don't want to assume. For me, I can't assume that everybody in here is a follower of Christ right now, and so if you're here this morning, you'd say, Bill, you know what? There's some things going on in my life, and nobody else knows about it, but man, I'm just not in a relationship with Jesus right now. And one of the things that before my life can change is he needs to get into the chaotic disruption of my life so that I can start following him. And so, in a minute, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to pray, raise your hand so that I can pray for you this morning to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. Maybe you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus, but just life of whatever, for whatever reason, things have gone sideways and you feel like Genesis verses 1 and 2 where you feel void, out of order, empty, and dark. And you're trying your best to follow Jesus, but you need, a, you need a, a new work to begin in your life this morning. You know him, but you just need him to do something in your life. So without anybody else looking around, I'm just going to ask you, first of all, are you that first person, that first group of people? Are you here this morning? You're not a follower of Jesus, but today you realize that in the chaoticness of your life, you need the Holy Spirit to come and transform who you are. And I don't want to assume, but if you're here today and you are not a follower of Jesus with nobody else looking around, will you just hold your hand up for just one moment so that I can pray with you? If that's you, just hold your hand up for one second. If you're here this morning and you'd say, well, Bill, I'm a follower of Jesus, but I'm that second group. That maybe... Maybe even some of the friends I'm sitting next to don't even know what's all going on in my life. There's maybe it's a hidden addiction, not just an exposed one. Maybe, maybe it is an exposed one, but maybe maybe there's just a relationship or difficulty in your life. But whatever it is, you know that there's a chaoticness to your life that isn't what God's best for your life. And you're ready for Him to bring a new hope like the Holy Spirit did in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And if that's you here today and you're ready to hear what God is saying to you for to become new and transformed, will you raise your hand and say, Bill, I need God's work in my life right now for the stuff that I'm going through. Anybody here? Thank you. Wow, I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Wow, I see those hands. Wow, thank you. Father, we love you. And we thank you this morning. We can hear your word. We're thankful that we can come to this school and worship together as a body. We're thankful that you're teaching us that we're supposed to live lives that are free. We don't call this Freedom Fellowship just because it was a cool name of a church. It's because we're people that want to live free in the power of Jesus in our lives. And for those people who just raised their hand, it's a big deal. They were raising their hands with faith. That was a statement of faith saying there are things going on in my life that I need God to do something in i need the holy spirit to stop just hovering but enter in through his word to transform this situation that's in my life and so lord as we be prepared to sing this song As we prepare to remind ourselves that we have hope, we not only have hope for our church, we not only have hope for our culture, but we have hope for the individuals that raised their hand just now that life is going to mark it. This day, this day, something began to transform in their lives and things changed. That they didn't have to face that addiction the same way anymore. They didn't have to face that relationship anymore. They didn't have to face that job the way they were struggling with anymore. They saw something change in their life. And so right now, even though they may not see it just yet, we're going to stand, we're going to sing this song, and we're going to declare our praise for the hope you give us, no matter what that situation is. In Jesus' name, amen.